0: you do you let true green do your lawn care visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed
1: what a match serena's epic night with her mini me daughter and the adoring stadium
2: and college coach walkout Our as they're hit with tough questions about the alleged gang rape by three players and just revealed the bruises she wants the world to see. Plus, get back.
1: The cop was aiming for the dog, but accidentally shot a woman.
3: The verdict comes in.
1: My sincere condolences. Then here they are, the dad and son clinging to a cooler.. Get back. Oh, oh, oh. Rescued in the nick of time. And I screamed out, Dad, I have no life vest. And then when I turned around, I seen Lakula. And Meghan Markle blowback. Are you kidding me? The mocking headlines as she's accused of stealing the spotlight from the 25th anniversary of Diana's death.
4: Oh, it stopped me in my tracks when she called me a
1: diva. Plus, Gator on a Leash. What's that little girl doing with an alligator in a city park? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
3: Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelby, and today for Deborah. Serena Williams got heroes welcome at what's expected to be her final U.S. Open. It was a star-studded crowd, but perhaps Serena's biggest cheerleader was her four-year-old daughter who was dressed just like her superstar mom. What a match indeed.
5: It was a night fit for a queen, the queen of tennis, Serena Williams. She won her singles match, so it wasn't her swan song. Instead, it turned into a celebration of her greatness. The night began with a grand entrance. Serena Williams. She sparkled, wearing a gold skirt. Watching from the stands, her adorable four-year-old daughter, Olympia, stealing the show. She was with that Alexis Ohanian. When Serena took off the skirt, the crowd went nuts. In addition to her mom and family watching, lots of celebrity fans. Hugh Jackman, Rebel Wilson, Spike Lee, Anthony Anderson, Mike Tyson seated with Martina Navratilova, models Ashley Graham and Bella Hadid. And look at those seat mates, former President Bill Clinton chatting up 94-year-old sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Who knows what they're talking about? At one point, she playfully She's tapped his face. Advice.
3: She's giving him advice.
5: But all eyes were on the match. As it got down to the wire, the crowd went wild. So- Serena pulled it off and did her famous twirl center court. After her dramatic win, CBS's Gail King led a post-match tribute. Tennis legend Billie Jean King was first up. She met Serena when she was just six years old. I said, can you serve? She says,
0: yeah, I can serve. Come on up, Serena.
5: During the interview, another cameo of Little Olympia. Notice the white bead she wore in her hair. A nod to the hairstyle Williams wore in 1999 at the Open when she was just 17. Serena says her daughter is one of the reasons she's stepping away from the game.
6: I think now's the time, um, you know, I just have a family. I really wanted to spend more time at home and working on my spiritual um, life, and that was really important to me, so, um, yeah, it's like Serena 2.0.
2: Then
5: a surprise tribute. Fans in the Pac Stadium had strategically placed cards, and when they turned them over, It's spelled out, we love you, Serena. A fitting night for the greatest of all time.
3: Serena now moves on to the second round and will also play in the doubles competition with her sister. Venus. New details today in the story of a young woman accusing an NFL kicker and two of his former college teammates of raping her. Her lawyer is now sharing this exclusive video with Inside Edition of the woman showing her injuries. Jim Murray has our report and we warn you some viewers may find the details upsetting.
2: It's the first video of the bruising Jane Doe says she suffered at the hands of former Buffalo Bills punter Matt Ariza and two of his college teammates. She says she took the video the day after the alleged gang rape at a Halloween party at this house near San Diego State University. Here she is in costume that night.
6: He took me into the room and I was pushed onto the bed face
2: first. And this, she says, is her Halloween costume in the aftermath of the attack, stained with blood. It
6: was bleeding on my legs. I had blood on my face. My costume was covered in blood.
2: Today, we're also seeing her diary entries from the day after, which her lawyer says bolster her credibility. I have no idea how long I was even in there or how many guys had sex with me, she wrote. All I keep replaying in my mind, is being face down in a random bed, just waiting for it to be over. Many today are wondering why it took so long for these allegations to come to light, since it allegedly happened last October. That's 10 months ago. Some are suggesting the university kept it under wraps to protect a winning football season.
1: Was San Diego State more concerned with image and winning games than addressing this? Public?
2: San Diego State head football coach Brady Hoke faced some tough questions at a press conference. You're saying you
5: weren't aware of that until the civil suit came out? I was not aware. Not before Thursday. Last
2: Thursday. But according to the L.A. Times, San Diego PD contacted the school three days after the alleged assault. We're also learning that one month after the Halloween party, the school brought in gang rape survivor and sensitivity trainer Brenda Tracy to talk to the football players about sexual assault. If you know that a gang rape happened, you should be investigating that. You should be figuring out. What was going on? And Matt Arise's parents are speaking out today. There has been a war waged against our son. They said in a statement, "He has been tried and convicted in the media based on information released solely from the alleged victim and her attorney. The rule of law is innocent until proven guilty." Harry Anderson is. is the punter's She's attorney. The he says the state family state has been getting death uh, threats.
1: They're scared. I mean, uh, my client's mother can't even go to work right now. She's a teacher. She can't go to work. It's a scary situation.
3: The case is now in the hands of the San Diego DA's office, which will determine if criminal charges will be filed. It was a terrible mistake. A cop making a welfare check accidentally shoots a woman dead when he was aiming at her dog, which was running towards him. As Emma Cogliano reports, the verdict is in for the officer who ended up charged with negligent homicide. Get
4: back. It's the horrifying moment. A rookie cop shoots at a dog and kills the owner instead.
7: What the f- oh my God. Oh my God. 2.3 shots.
4: Maggie part. Brooks calls out in shock, then died of a chest wound. Now jurors have reached a verdict finding the cop, Ravi Singh, not guilty of criminally negligent homicide. I spoke to Maggie Brooks's father, Troy. How did it feel when the verdict was read as, as a father?
8: It was extremely disappointing. Is there no justice?
4: The rookie Arlington, Texas police officer had been on a street patrol for just a month when he responded to a welfare check on a woman seen lying with her dog on the grass.
8: Are you okay? Is that your dog? Can you get get back? No one should have taken that shot, ever.
4: Troy Brooks' daughter leaves behind three kids.
8: How do you explain
2: to these kids, they get to see on YouTube, They choose to every day their mother being killed and no one is held responsible.
4: In court, jurors learned that Maggie Brooks was killed by a bullet that had ricocheted. The defense says the officer feared he'd be mauled and it was an accident. The former Marine who resigned from the force addressed the family following the acquittal.
8: Sincere condolences to the Brooks family and her friends for their loss. I too have been at a loss because the outcome of my actions has not been easy to bear.
4: Her dad says Maggie had lived a troubled life and was homeless at the time of the shooting. Her dog Marilyn was her companion. The Labrador mix now brings joy to her children who no longer have a mom.
2: She sleeps every night on one of my grandchildren's beds. It's what we have left of my daughter Maggie.
3: The woman's family has filed a wrongful death suit against the city and the former police officer. They have both moved to dismiss the case. Last week, we brought you the story of a father and son whose boat struck rocks, throwing them into Boston Harbor. Now they're speaking with Les Trent about how they survived by floating on their cooler.
6: The father and son who survived a nightmare at sea by clinging to a cooler are revealing how close they came to a watery
1: grave. Me and him were screaming,
6: help! Tommy and Joe Azarito were lobster fishing when their boat hit rocks. They had to abandon ship.
1: I called on the radio. I was like, mayday, mayday, we're going down. As the boat was flipping, I heard, her, we got you. We know where you are. We're coming.
6: Tommy's father had a life vest, but Tommy lost his in the chaos. But as he fought to stay afloat in the waters eight miles off the coast of New England, fate was about to extend a helping hand. When I turned
1: around, I seen the cooler. The cooler was, for the miracle of God, the cooler was there at that moment. The two men clung on for dear life. Every minute felt like an hour less
6: How much longer do you think you could have lasted If uh, the rescue had not arrived I was very, very, very tired oh, oh, oh. Back it up, back it up That's when the Boston Police Harbor Unit boat so got there When you saw that rescue boat Can you tell me what your reaction was when you saw it?
1: I wanted my dad to go on first oh, on, Help him up please I was so weak when they pulled me up <laughs> It hurt so bad My bones are aching You can see I'm, like, all beat
6: up. As dire as their condition was when they were pulled to safety, father and son can laugh about one particular moment. I'm 76 years old. All right, take your time. You told them how old you were, right?
1: (laughs) I I don't tell nobody now.
6: (laughs) The father and son later had a chance to thank their rescuers. It's definitely a life changer. All of them grateful the day didn't end in tragedy.
3: Well, the father and son say their lobster fishing days are now over. Meghan Markle is facing a backlash for her new magazine cover story in which she complained more about her treatment in the press and by the royal family. But some are accusing Meghan of trying to overshadow tomorrow's somber milestone, the 25th anniversary of Princess Diana's death.
4: There's backlash today over the latest salvo fired by Meghan Markle at the royal family.
5: It's this consistent pattern of them just complaining about their lifestyle.
4: Meghan tells New York Magazine's The Cut that she and Harry are happy they escaped royal life. Just by existing, we're upsetting the dynamic, so we go, okay, fine, let's get out of here, happy to. She says she was forced to share photos of their son Archie with the media before her own family and makes a startling claim. Why would I give the very people that are calling my children the N-word a photo of my child before I can share it with the people that love my child? She doesn't say who, if anyone, used that word. The interview is triggering outrage across the world because it threatens to overshadow the 25th anniversary of Princess Diana's death tomorrow.
2: Prince Harry has married someone close to mad.
4: I think an Australian would say she's just full of it. Dailymail.com female editor Charlie Langston. It really does feel like Meghan and Harry are purposefully trying to attack the royal family when they know they are at their most vulnerable. The New York Post front page calls Meghan a toddler in a tiara. The Washington Post says Meghan and Harry should stop making themselves the center of the story. Today Spotify released a new Meghan podcast in which she interviews singer Mariah Carey and it contained this bombshell. If there's any time in my life that it's been more focused on my race, it's only once I started dating my husband. Then I started to understand what it was like to be treated like a black woman. And there was also an awkward exchange with Mariah. The diva Mm -hmm. thing we can play into, I I mean, it's not something that I... Connect to, but if for you, it's been a huge you part give of us your diva moments. Sometimes, I Megan, what kind of don't diva even do I give you? <laughs> After the interview, Megan confessed that oh, stopped me in my tracks when she called me a
3: diva. There is some good news for Megan. Her podcast reached number one on Spotify, beating out the usual frontrunner, Joe Rogan. Here's something you don't see every day: a little girl walking an alligator on a leash.
5: This will make you do a double take. A young girl walks through a park with an alligator on a leash. Yes, an alligator. The video is really freaking people out. An accident waiting to happen. It's a wild killing machine. Go just to panic comments. Surprisingly, there was no panic in the Philadelphia park. Turns out this isn't just any gator. It's a pet named Wally who brings emotional support for his owner, Joe Henny, who is battling prostate cancer. We first introduced you to Wally in 2019, and Joe took him everywhere. The local pool, road trips, even likes to dine out at local restaurants. Wally makes friends everywhere he goes most of the time, but this woman wanted nothing to do with Wally until Joe convinced her to hold him. Support his tail. Oh, my When it's time to give him back, you saying where's my kiss? kiss. In fact, he is quite the ladies' man.
3: Isn't he gorgeous?
5: So that little girl may not have been in danger after all.
3: I think I'll keep my distance. We'll be right back.
1: Next, back to school.
7: How they're beefing up security after the tragedy here last year.
1: As the accused student and his parents face trial, the new technology to keep everyone safe.
7: Subject appears to be brandishing a rifle.
1: Plus, the most expensive baseball card in history, just sold for $12 million. I paid $50,000 back in 1991. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville, we'll be right back.
3: He's the accused school shooter of facing four counts of first-degree murder while his parents are charged with involuntary manslaughter. All have pled not guilty. Now, as Lisa Guerrero reports, the high school outside Detroit is reopening with watchful eyes everywhere.
7: A gunman enters a high school armed with an assault rifle. It's a scene eerily similar to the horrors that have played out in the past school year. This, thankfully, is a demonstration, and it's taking place at Oxford High School outside Detroit. The scene of carnage last November when cops say 15 year old Ethan Crumbly unleashed his fury. This is a these four bright lives were lost, including football player 16-year-old Tate Meyer, who died a hero trying to disarm the shooter.
5: Everything about us is tough.
7: But how does a school prevent something like this from happening again? Inside Edition was granted exclusive access as Oxford High beefs up security as the new school year gets underway.
0: Zero Eyes is a team of former Navy SEALs and military special operations veterans with a mission to save lives.
7: AN ARTIFICIAL INTELLIGENCE PROGRAM KNOWN AS ZERO EYES HAS BEEN INSTALLED IN SOME OF THE SCHOOL'S EXISTING 190 SECURITY CAMERAS. DO YOU THINK THAT ZERO EYES TECHNOLOGY COULD SAVE LIVES? ABSOLUTELY. IF SOMEONE ENTERS CARRYING A WEAPON, THE ZERO EYES SOFTWARE ZEROES IN ON THE SUBJECT. WITHIN JUST THREE SECONDS, AN ALERT IS ISSUED FROM THE COMPANY'S PHILADELPHIA HEADQUARTERS. ALERT DISPATCHED, OXFORD HIGH SCHOOL SUBJECT APPEARS TO BE BRANDISHING A RIFLE. THE ALERT ALSO GETS BLASTED TO FIRST RESPONDERS AND SCHOOL STAFF. THE NUMBER ONE uh, WAY IN WHICH TO STOP AN EVENT IS TO HAVE THE INFORMATION ABOUT THE EVENT AND TO KNOW THAT, AND THIS TECHNOLOGY CERTAINLY ALLOWS FOR THAT.
3: SO FAR, THERE HAVE BEEN 28 SCHOOL SHOOTINGS IN 2022. COMING UP, THE GUY WHO SOLD A BASEBALL CARD $12.6 MILLION. Would have thought you could sell a mickey mantle card for 12.6 million dollars
4: you're looking at the most valuable piece of sports memorabilia in history it's a mint condition mickey mantle baseball card from 1952 it just sold at auction for get ready million dollars. Anthony Giordano is the lucky seller. He bought it for $50,000 in 1991 and back then it was the highest price ever paid for a card. What did you think of that price at the time?
0: It
1: was quite high because I think book value back uh, at that time, for uh, 52 tops,
6: Mickey Mantle was in the 20000 range. And in center field, who else but Mickey Mantle?
4: Jeardown knew he made a great investment.
8: I guess it was about seven years ago. We were offered uh, a couple million for it, two million for it, but we just decided we didn't want to sell it.
4: The charismatic Mantle played his entire career with the New York Yankees. He's considered the best switch hitter in the history of the game.
1: Mickey Mantle slams a towering home run. Mantle died in
4: 1995 when he was just 63. Did you ever think that it would sell for 12.6 million? No, I didn't. So 12 million dollars plus for a little piece of cardboard? You could call Here's that investment a grand slam
3: that's for sure. Up next, a very messy job. Finally, watch out.
6: Careful with that valve. Whoa, two ladies at a dairy processing plant in upstate New York get a monsoon of milk right in the kisser. Got milk? They definitely do.
3: Would have been a lot of milkshakes there. That's Inside Edition. We'll see you next time.